What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 39 of Buckets huh? of Duckets. I am your host, Chase Myers, in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Down there in Louisiana is my co-host, the one, Josh Watts. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? This is episode 39. That is five more than 34, and 34 was a solid gold episode. You should check the archives and look it out. Uh, check it out and download it and listen to it. Chase is in Oklahoma, so we're going to ask all the duckhead heads out there in America to pray uh, to whatever you believe in for his safe return and for the safety of his spirit and his soul. Uh, amen. I don't want him to be corrupted. Uh, if he comes back with a cowboy hat on, he has asked me to shoot him because I'll know that it's not really Chase anymore. It's true. Knife right to my head, dude. You got to treat me like a zombie. Like, you got to take me out, okay? That's the only way. Once you put a cowboy hat on, it's through the heart or the head. <laughs> Any other shot, I'm still coming full speed at you. So please, I'm Ugh. so worried about losing my soul out here in Oklahoma. Please, I've been sharpening. A, I've been sharpening a screwdriver in my driveway for like six weeks, dude. I'm ready. I That's was why you're my best this, friend. I was prepping for this long before. I was like, what if Chase goes to Oklahoma and becomes a zombie? I'm gonna have to put a screwdriver <laughs> in his brain. I need to work on that. <laughs> Thanks, man. That is uh, that is why we are best friends. I uh, guys, if this is your first time watching, or even if it's not, make sure you hit subscribe on YouTube. Uh, whatever podcast platform you're listening to, subscribe, rate, review. Ooh, I said it's smooth this week. Fuck Boom. you. Fuck you, I said it's yeah. smooth. Yeah. Uh, tell all damn. your dumbass friends to download this and listen to it. Yeah, let's get real now, you pieces of shit. How about you tell somebody about what's going on over here? Over uh, here make us famous, Oklahoma. you dumb fucks. <laughs> Oh man! So I am in Tulsa. Uh, uh, this ooh. is uh, um, I, I took this week in February. Like I had the option of a couple months of when I could tell them I was available, and I was like, I'm gonna go in February because that's usually whenever it snows in Seattle. Everybody where knows. I'm at. Everybody knows Oklahoma in February. <laughs> right? It's gotta Beautiful. be. It's gotta. It's gotta Americana. be hot. I just realized I just don't know where I am. I just always thought Oklahoma yeah. was hot. Like, I thought it was the South, but like, apparently the people. Louisiana, here, Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah. But apparently. Louisiana, Arkansas, are, and then it's Oklahoma. Yeah. But Oklahoma has like a, they have like a whole like crisis, like identity crisis because some of them think they're the South. Some of them think they're the Midwest. Like they don't know either. And so I was thinking like, oh, well, it's going to be like Louisiana weather when I go down there. Dude, it is 10 degrees here. Have you ever nah, heard man. of such a dumb thing? It's ten degrees. It's twenty-five degrees in Seattle. <laughs> it's it's warmer there. It's Dude. gonna be sixteen degrees here tonight. That's insane, bro. It's dumb, and I hate it. Uh, I Dude, don't like any of that. They say that's what that's what socialism does, bro. It just fucking it drops the temperature all throughout <laughs> the country. That's what happened to us. Uh, yeah, so I had I was supposed to have my I got I flew in here on Tuesday night. We're recording this on Saturday, right before I go knock out two more shows. Oh, uh, just a professional can do everything. Jokes uh, right in your buttholes, dude. Right in your butt. I know you don't <laughs> want them there. That's where I'm putting them though. I'm putting them. That's where my jokes go. All right, other people like to put their jokes in your ears. I, uh-uh. I like I think you feel it better <laughs> if it goes through your butthole. It just reverberates. You through absorb your whole it better. Soul. Because it misses your liver and your kidneys, and it goes straight into your bloodstream. Come on, people. It gets right to your funny bone. My jokes are sensitive. Hey, hey, I'll take a moment. I'll take a moment to acknowledge that. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, my my first show, we were supposed to do a show on Wednesday, so I flew in Tuesday. I got here at 9.30 p.m. Tuesday. 
the club owner told me, she was like, hey, uh, just take a Uber from the airport. I'll reimburse you. And I was like, that's fine. And uh, I got here. It was the coldest I've ever felt in my life in Oklahoma. That's not, I'm not talking about Alaska. I'm talking about Oklahoma. Uh, Unacceptable. Walk outside to like five degrees and uh, ice everywhere. And this place, I guess, is a lot like Louisiana, where if there's ice anywhere, the whole city shuts down. Yeah. Uh, so I was stuck at the airport for like an hour just calling Ubers and Uber being like, bro, I like, we're looking. I don't know. Like, everybody. Nah, man. <laughs> they, we talked to all of them and they all said, fuck you. Like, I don't Every know. Every one of them. Individually. <laughs> they all, it was like, tell Chase agreement. Myers to eat shit. He could stay his ass at that airport for all I care. What I'm going to tell you something funny, a side note before we forget about it. I have lit- mm-hmm. I've never rode in an Uber. Not one oh, time wow. ever. And I I think it would be weird to just get in somebody's car. And I always think that. And I know nobody else does, but it's uh, every time, like, just getting in some fucking weirdo's car. Oh, dude, I, lo- I get not in. I, just, I own the place, dude. I get in. I tell put the dude not up. to talk to me. I sprawl my feet out in the back. I- <laughs> like ask him to put the radio station on songs I like that he doesn't. I know he doesn't like it. <laughs> like I put that on. This is my car for the next twenty five minutes. If I'm paying fifty dollars to go three miles, we're doing what yep. I want. Okay, that's the way. Yep. At first, I used to be real like, oh, oh, excuse me, whatever. No, I'm I'm knocking my muddy boots off right in this front seat. I don't give a shit. <laughs> Didn't you, you used to drive for Uber, right? Yeah, I was the first Uber. We driver. both were going I, to, and then didn't. And you were the yeah. very first. You were number one in Louisiana. I was first the, one ever. the very first one ever. Uh, so uh, there is some like I say that sarcastically, but there is some like realness to that Uber. Yeah, when, yeah, when Uber. Uh, <laughs> When Uber came to Baton Rouge, Louisiana, like five or six years ago or whatever, um, I was I was like part of somebody we know that's like a fan of our comedy or something. Yep. Uh, Stat. Yeah, he reached out to me and uh, was just like, hey, man, if you're looking for like a gig to uh, to help you, uh, you know, why you trying to do stand up or whatever, like you can set your own hours. He gave me the whole Uber pitch. Right. He gave me the whole you set your own hours. It's flexible schedule. I I have a whole joke about how much I hate flexible schedule. Uh, it's a lie. They're not flexible around you. Uh, that's all that joke I'm giving yep. you. You're not getting that for free. You got to come to the show to get the rest of that. Uh, Ooh, behind the paywall, bitches. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you got to fly to Tulsa, Oklahoma. If you want to hear that joke, uh, you got two days. Um, <laughs> so, we were both going to sign up and do the Uber thing, but I remember at the time... Uh, I knew my car smelled too bad to to do Uber and I wasn't interested in trying to clean it. The first day that I did, I actually did it. Um, I, first off, me and you are both horrible. I don't know why we thought we could ever do it because we we can't go anywhere without GPS. <laughs> I have no I have no sense of direction whatsoever. Now I'm going to escort just, these people through the city. Like I just told Michelle about the story. We went and did a show in Mobile, Alabama. And we had both of our phones out, GPS in the place, couldn't find it, pulled over in a parking lot to research it better, called them, and we were in the parking lot of the bar that we were supposed to be at. Just don't trust ourselves at all. We just turned around. I GPS my way home from stuff (laughs) in my own city. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) So day one of doing it, the next day I get a text from whoever the Uber God is. And uh, and Uber Jesus told me that my car smelled like smoke, and that I had to do something about so it. So the fuck what? <laughs> so the fuck is my car? You don't want my car? Don't pick my car. How about that? Um, but yeah, I, I didn't know anything about you it. But I was the thing that got me to do it was because it was brand new in Baton Rouge, and people. It, it was like also very new to ride sharing, just in general. Like Lyft hadn't got there yet. It was the only thing in town. 
So they were actually giving us an hourly rate. They were giving us 15 bucks an hour, yeah. which in Louisiana makes you like the richest person yeah, dude. walking the planet. If you, like, you buy the fanciest of cowboy boots. Exactly. And so, uh, by the way, cowboy boots are okay. You don't turn it into a zombie. Yeah, no, okay? It's the hat. Once you go to the hat, it's something about the hat that makes you a zombie. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it was like 15 bucks an hour. So I was like, perfect. I'll just sit at my house. <laughs> I'll turn on yep. I'll turn on the Uber thing. If anybody is near O'Neill Lane, which they never will be, I'll go get them. Uh, they probably won't, so I'll just sit here and get 15 bucks an hour. And I would do that for like three or four hours every day. Yep. And uh, every day they would kick me off and go, you have to move around. You can't just stay in one spot. There's clearly not enough traffic where you are. Go where the traffic is. And then I will go, you don't fucking know. And then I would hang up and then the next day... <laughs> The next day, I do it again. I don't fucking like, know nothing. You ain't the boss of me. Call my house, right. tell me where to go. Get I make my Uber. own schedule. Remember that part? Remember that part? I get to do what I want. Uh, what I want to do is watch TV. Okay, so <laughs> yeah, I was right. bad at it, man. I didn't like. I it ate at so all. many pizza rolls and uh, drank so many uh, sodas in that apartment with you. That was the that O'Neill apartment. Yeah, never had. Pizza rolls just tasted better out of that oven for whatever Yeah, reason. man. It's, <laughs> it's just a good place. It's the only things I just survived. I mean, most of my life I've survived off of frozen food, to be honest with you. I, I've I've still never learned. You would think in this past year where I couldn't actually live a life or go do anything that I would have filled that time in with learning a new hobby. And no, I'm actually worse now. Somehow I've regressed even more. I've become allergic to gluten since the quarantine. Man. I probably have always been, but now I know it to the point where like, if I eat a piece of bread, I just, I shit for the next day. Just is, all, just the whole, all of it. Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. For real. Damn. I found that out like very recently. Uh, I've had a lot of like, uh, stomach pains and stuff and this is way, I'm sure the listeners love this, but I, I mean, uh, you know, my, wrap it up quickly. <laughs> my stomach issues that make me blow shit out of my asshole. Constantly, right. <laughs> uh, are, I thought my stomach pains and stuff were because of the years of pain medicine that I took, like, excessively. I thought it just kind of fucked my stomach, but it turns out uh, it's probably gluten, because, like, to where if I huh. eat one piece of bread, I feel horrible the next day now. So, I've so been it trying, sounds like, like you can get back on pain meds, bro. <laughs> Hell yeah! Exactly! <laughs> it was, it was never was the pain meds! <laughs> Jesus Christ, it was always bread! It was bread the whole time! My life is about to get so much happier. <laughs> oh, dude, this is great. This is fantastic. Um, yeah, so I did, Uber, I did Uber for a little while. I was horrible at it. I'm a nervous driver anyway. I'm a good driver, but I'm nervous. And uh, and like I said, I can't, I can't, I, I can't direct you anywhere. I have no idea no. where anything is. No, no. So I did it for a little bit, and then eventually I quit. Uh, so I'm stuck Got at the airport. Eight degrees in Oklahoma. Yeah, so I'm stuck at the airport. Um, An Oklahoma the, airport. Can you, like, just by saying that, I know what it smells like, and I don't like it. Mm-mm. Mm. Mm-mm. And what was tough was I was the only one there, and so everybody was thinking that it was me, like all the workers. I was like, no, nah, that's definitely you. All right, I didn't bring the smell with me. That is a You smell just don't even was... notice it because you're born in it and bred yeah. in it. <laughs> Uh, club owner has to finally like has to come get me because nobody will come get me in Uber. So she has to like risk her life in the ice to come bring my dumb ass to the condo. Uh, she brought me some chili because nothing was open. There was nothing to eat. So she like brought me a little chili, which I appreciate that alley. That was sweet. Uh, and, uh, so yeah, now I'm stuck at the condo Tuesday. Next day, Wednesday is supposed to be a show. It snows, ice, everything shuts down. They cancel the show. 
which I've been giving them shit all week because I'm like, I can't believe you motherfuckers aren't scared of coronavirus, but you are scared of ice. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, what, what are you talking about here? Yeah. Too, too God. dangerous to go outside, huh? Suddenly that's when it's too dangerous to go outside. You so I'm stuck God. Wednesday uh, in, this, in this condo with no food, no delivery drive. Nobody would deliver. I, we would, I would put in orders, and then they would call me 10 minutes later and go, yeah, fuck that, bro. We're not, <laughs> we're not doing that. Do they have good... Do they have good internet? Do they have a TV? Do they have it? Yeah, there, there's fuck? stuff here. It's a nice, it's in the house. I mean, they have me in the house. I, uh, the internet's a little slow, so I, I, I get all, uh, first world annoyed. I'm like, it's fucking buffering in the middle of my, sh-, you know, but, uh, over, like, we're doing this over Zoom and it seems to be right. holding up well, which I probably just fucked it by mentioning that. You just that, fucked but us. It's, uh, you fu- just I- fucked <laughs> us! <laughs> 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 yeah so i was just stuck here all wednesday uh the other comic flew in he was he flew in at like noon on wednesday so he was actually able to get an uber here uh but we couldn't get any food it took until like 8 p.m i remembered the papa john's was the thing and i was like oh maybe they're dumbasses. well you know they're still they're still recovering from papa john saying the n-word a couple years ago i'm sure they're desperate to deliver some pizza uh and so i uh, i hit that's them one of up. the greasiest looking human beings i've ever bro, seen bro that man life. said he ate 40 pizzas in 40 days and was proud was proud of it just pepperoni sweats that's going a off suicide note that is a suicide <laughs> note not a commercial what are you doing? <laughs> it's like they stole my company from me. I'm like, dude. <laughs> right after he you, says that, he kicks the bench out from under his feet and he just starts dancing. <laughs> Papa John's delivers me a pizza. I order at like 10 o'clock. They deliver it to me at like 1230, like after midnight. Uh, it was the only place they bring it to me. We tried other. We tried Domino's pizza. Papa John's was the only one brave enough uh, to yeah, get don't... an $8 tip from me. And Bob so, uh, shit, they coming. <laughs> they were here. So yeah, we I survived on pizza for a day. Um uh I, I know it's a harrowing tale. <laughs> yeah. how... God damn pizza <laughs> and slow internet, Jesus oh, Christ. Dude, I just um I look you don't you know, you just don't know what you can go through until you actually do it, but it turns out your body's a lot stronger than you realize. <laughs> so I I just fought through it. Your body's and, as strong as your spirit. Honestly, honestly, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) you would think with just one large pepperoni pizza and slow internet that you would die, but you can, you you can make it it through. You can persevere. You got to look inside your heart and and know how bad you want it. And you have to believe in something higher than yourself, but you can do it. (laughs) You can do it. That's, that's motivational talk from buckets and ducats people. Uh, Um, You're welcome. You're welcome. It's a free You podcast. idiots take that into your dumb lives and do whatever you need to do with it. <laughs> Survive. Okay? We're trying to take you from surviving to thriving. All right? That's what we're doing oh, over here. At buckets Bucket and Duggets. Duggets. Surviving uh, to thriving. I like woo. that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to stop the podcast right quick so we can write that yeah, down. Yeah, we're going to write actually. that down. We're gonna, uh, but, uh, yeah, so uh, that happened Thursday. Uh, let's see. So, that was when, so Thursday uh, last night, uh, which was my birthday. Happy birthday! Hey, thanks, brother. You uh, you did a sweet. We tried to record this yesterday, uh, but we just we just we're just procrastinators and put it off yeah. too long. But uh, we, I did get a sweet moment where your kids sang me "Happy Birthday," which uh, they were so excited. Well, so they were very excited. We even put a Drew Brees shirt on that little goblin uh, Henry. We we were able to pin it. him down and put a Drew Brees <laughs> shirt on. Bro, that kid does the flare strut now. Yeah, 
we've been watching so much old wrestling and he mimics stuff so much. The other day I set the wrestling mat down and we were watching Clash of the Champions 11 and Ric Flair comes out and I swear to God, dude, it looks like he's trying to sneak, but he's doing like this and then he stopped and he went, oh, which is close. <laughs> it's close, but he's two. Give him a fucking break. It, it's dude, coming. It was so beautiful to see. It's beautiful. I'm trying to get a video of it so I can send it to you, but I can't keep that inside anymore. The pride I have over that. That's, is just I mean, that's amazing. That's a good boy. That's a good boy right there. He gets it. He fucking gets it. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, I just run through the rest of the week real quick. So, yeah, Thursday, uh, I performed for 11 lovely people. 11 people braved the ice and came out. Uh, they, uh, they shortened the show, which was nice. They didn't make us do like a full... They did a uh, host doing 10 minutes. I had to do 20 and then the headliner did 30. So it was like an hour show. Uh, last night, though, for my birthday, I, specifically because it was my birthday, I mean, we got 30 people at least up in there, all 30. Nah, and, uh, yeah, it was cool. Uh, so the host this week is a guy named uh, C.R. Parsons. And uh, I've actually worked with him before. Big beard, yeah, right? Yeah, big, big old yeah, beard. I yeah, I know that. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. I, I, yeah, I know who he is. It, I think I met him once or twice. Yeah, he's he's a good dude. I like him. I worked with him uh, a couple years ago when I did so the Looney Bin has four clubs. They have another one in Little Rock, and so I uh, I did that, and he hosted that week. Well, he actually lives in Tulsa, and so uh, he's uh, yeah he hosted, and he's uh, it's weird. I'm actually sandwiched in. So the headliners this guy named Russ Nagel, and he bills himself as America's funniest biker, and. Uh, I don't know another one, so I'm gonna give him the title. I'm gonna go yeah, ahead and man. give him the title. I've watched, I've watched uh, two sets of his. It's pretty fucking funny. I guess you're the funniest, bro. That's that's what it I is. Mean, how you gonna uh, argue with that? I can't. <laughs> that man has uh, like seven rings on each hand. Like he's yeah, like he puts on five rings, and then he's like only twelve more to go. Like that's like that's <laughs> halfway there. <laughs> halfway there, baby. Uh, so. CR also was like a motorcycle guy or whatever, and he's got the long beard thing, and then and then it's uh, just you and Russ, yeah, and then I'm in the <laughs> so I'm in the middle of the Sons of Anarchy is what it looks like. like uh, <laughs> Bro, I uh, wish I was there to help you out. I could at least look the part for you. Yeah, man. Um, <laughs> but no, I, think that, cool. I think CR is Parsons. I think he did a show in Lafayette. I, I'm pretty that sure sense. he's. I think he's done a show for Jason. Uh, I remember. I think so. 90% sure I met him. Yeah. He, uh, so he likes to, he does this thing. I turned him down today, but, uh, he likes to do this thing. He smokes a cigar before every show. He's like, there's two cigar bars here in Tulsa. Last time I was here, he took me to one. And so, uh, yesterday for my birthday, he took me and we smoked it. I was just a cool guy smoking a cigar, uh, just, at a shop. With no weed in it? Just, just a regular old cigar, just for the experience, just for the lightheadedness, man. Just to uh, <laughs> just to throw up, just to throw just to up get a little dizzy, man. It. It's just yeah, um, <laughs> just to pretend I'm not nauseous in front of other comedians. Yeah. Oh, I, I held out well too. I look strong. Uh, had a strong showing. I, and, uh, <sighs> yeah, but it was cool. And so I, I, I drank a little bit before the shows, which I don't I don't like to do uh, because I have the thing where I I can't stop if I start drinking. I'm drinking for the rest of the night. So if right. I start. If I start drinking at five o'clock at a uh, cigar bar and I have a show at eight o'clock, well, I'm drinking until eight o'clock and I'm going to have a drink on stage. Like, that's how it yeah. is. So I uh, I used my birthday as the excuse, but I was pretty fucking lit last night. Like, I, uh, <laughs> I got up on stage and did that. Uh, I did that, like, kind of open micer thing where when you haven't been on stage in a while and you talk 100 miles an hour and are just yep. like 
talking over all the laughs and stuff. Like it was fine. It was fun. I, I think they started laughing just because I was having such a good time. Right. But I was talking a million miles an hour. Dude. I was like, <laughs> Oh, I know. I know how that goes. I've done that. You know, that's been my biggest problem on stage is just running my mouth too much, too yeah. long, fast. So whatever. tonight I'm going to make up for it and I'm going to talk as slow as possible. And uh, we'll they're going to think you had some kind of trump head trauma <laughs> in between the two shows. Like I can't get a read on this dude, but he's done three shows and three nights and it's been a different thing every time like who is he schizophrenic <laughs> i think uh, so <laughs> what I had, uh, are we getting tonight i stopped at a grocery store last night uh, oh so big breaking news in my house i actually got shrimp and they were fucking delicious last night about time dude you deserve oh it. man you deserve it thank you thank you i went to chimes and i ordered i ordered the right thing this time it was called a boatload and they gave me like 10 shrimp and two big ass catfish and four hush puppies. And I ate it all. And I, I stopped catfish. I stopped at a grocery store to get some beer because I wanted a beer. And I, my favorite beer is Moosehead. Uh, mm-hmm. It's a Canadian lager. And it's hard to find down here. Uh, but there's a grocery store called Aquista Paces, which is like a little neighborhood grocery store on the North Shore. That's and I'm in there. Right? I'm in there. <laughs> Uh, and then, so, s- side note, there's a Equistapaces, the grocery store, and right when you go over the causeway from Mandeville to New Orleans, there's an Equistapaces cheese and wine shop. It's like a grocery store that is exclusively cheese and wine. Huh. And it's fucking ridiculous. But, <laughs> so we stopped at this Equistapaces because they have like a big liquor section, alcohol section. And I go in and I, f- I fucking find my moose head. I'm very excited. I come over, I'm standing in line, and in this little small town grocery store on the North shore. Fucking somebody recognized me and started talking. No, I got, I got another comedian. He walked over a guy named Matt. He walked over and he said, Hey man, you fucking, you know, Hey, or whatever. I don't think he said you fuck. <laughs> hey, you fuck. <laughs> hey, you piece of shit. Look at you. But he came over and he said, Hey, and, uh, I hate whenever people think I don't remember them because I don't, re- I can't say their name right away, but also you're wearing a mask. And I was yeah, like, Hey, that's tough. Matt, and it looked like I was asking, but I wasn't. I knew who it was, and I was happy to see him. He's a good dude. Uh, we've done Matt Giraldi. I don't know. He's a. Uh, he told me to tell you, hey, and happy birthday. Oh, cool. Uh, but he came up, and talked. He listens to the show. Came up and uh, talked to me in the grocery store while I'm in line, and the line, like the girl, I'm checking out with my beer. My seafood is in the car. The kids are asleep in the car. Uh, Michelle's out there with them and my seafood, so it's a bad situation all around. I'm in line. The people in front of me are checking out, and I didn't see what happened, but the checkout girl just walked away. <laughs> like, I, we're standing there forever, like the whole conversation. I'm like, did she fucking quit? But she had to go get an ID or something, whatever. She kept coming back and forth. <laughs> and then the girl in the next aisle was like, hey, I could check you out. And I, in the middle of his conversation, I just turned and ran. I was like, all right, I gotta go. <laughs> all right, Matt. <laughs> I, I, gotta go. I gotta get out. A shrimp. <laughs> I'll cherish this moment forever. All right. <laughs> uh, and I had, dude, I was so excited to have my beer. And I'm such an old fuck that I had one and fell asleep while I was drinking it on the couch. <laughs> Just one beer. <laughs> I'm falling asleep drinking it. But I can eat 16 squares of mushroom chocolate. I'll fucking, I'll fly to other dimensions, but mm, I don't like to get tipsy. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sleepy. <laughs> gets me all sleepy. It makes me all tired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, we went to this thing called Floats in the Oaks today. Okay. Uh, which is they take all the Mardi Gras floats for New Orleans and put them in City Park. And you just drive through like a, a little loop and look at it. Oh, that's pretty cool. So it's an actual float. I, see, I thought because a lot of people are uh, like decorating their houses like floats. And, yeah. Uh, and New Orleans, so I thought that might be kind of like going check out Christmas lights. I thought that's what y'all were doing. No, I didn't realize they like actually a, made the floats. Yeah, this is like the t- like the actual big floats. And they had people out there like uh, they had dancers at each couple of stops. But you couldn't get out of your car. You just had to drive a little loop and look at them. And uh, it was actually really cool. They had beads in the trees and stuff. Like, it was actually Mardi Gras. And uh, I th- I've i never in a million years did I think I would be upset that there wasn't parades. Yeah. You go to Michelle, parades every year. Michelle loves Mardi Gras. I mm-hmm. fucking hated it forever until Zoe. And now going to a parade and watching her dance and, like, I parades bored the shit out of me, but I'm not a three-year-old. Like seeing it for the first and watching their minds just blow up in front of you is, ah, man. So now I'm in a position that I'm sad that there isn't actually parades to go to because we put them in, we put Zoe in a costume or Henry in costumes every year, like a bulldog or a tiger because they throw more shit at them if your kids are dressed up. And then you just hold your kid up like a target. Like, look at how (laughs) cute my kid is. Throw shit at it. And then you get good shit. Owe me a cup. I need sad. another cup. <laughs> and I'm sad that uh, we didn't get to do it. But this, uh, the floats in the Oaks was cool. Uh, but they they had like a very specific, don't let your kids out of the car or stand up out of the sunroof or whatever. And yeah. there was, dude, there was this little kid who couldn't have been, but like five or six years old, like straight up fucking surfing on the car, like standing <laughs> on the roof of the car as it's moving. And he's just like, yeah. <laughs> And you could see his mom like trying to reach out. And I don't know if she was trying to grab him or push him off. I couldn't tell <laughs> for sure. But I was like, that kid's going to be dead before this is all over. But I think he made it. I even Good. tried to knock him off. I tried, I kept stopping in front of him real hard, hoping. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look at that. Stop. Look at you dumb asshole. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I like uh, I like all them dipshits that flew to uh, Louisiana thinking that Mardi Gras was going to be a big deal, and uh, and then like what in New Orleans they like shut bars down, didn't they? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't really keep anybody from running out in the streets and being assholes, I but like, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, that uh, but it did make me laugh. All these people, there was all that like push for like visit New Orleans stuff. Like they're still doing the yep. visit New Orleans thing. Everybody books flights and hotels and stuff to come to new orleans for mardi gras and they're like, stay your ass inside we got your money already bitch Get out here. there's this uh there's a new reality show or i guess new one uh maybe new hgtv you. and it's called i think it's called buying new orleans or buying the big easy or I okay. don't know, something and it's uh i'm at the age now where i like to watch house shows to see other people's houses and how much nicer they are than mine <laughs> if i worked a little harder look look how my life could have been (laughs) and this one hits especially close to home because it's like right around where we actually live so i'm like oh i can go see the house that i'll never afford oh that's (laughs) like i can drive and look at it (laughs) but man the girl that's on this show uh the woman that is on this show uh that is one of the realtors within 30 seconds i wanted to fight her i oh yeah i've never seen she kept like, oh, welcome to Nola. And like, oh, man. 
Yeah, it was. I fucking hated every second of it. And she. Oh God. I hate the Nolans thing. I, I that's the one that angers me the most. When people are like, "Y'all say Nolans, right?" Like y'all, like no. Somebody put that shit on a shirt years ago, and then the rest of the world thought that's what we say. Like I don't. One time when I was in North Carolina uh, in the military with my ex-wife, her favorite restaurant was Applebee's because she was a garbage human being. So we're at Applebee's. That checks out. We're a going self-respecting to person goes to Chili's. And they have a, uh, up there it was Ruby Tuesdays. <laughs> they had a, uh, a Nolan, the New Orleans skillet, New Orleans skillet, but it was spelled mm-hmm. like yeah. real. And so trying to be a, an asshole, I thought, I was going to order it and say it exactly how they wrote it. But when I said it, I just sounded like an idiot. I went, I'll have the Nolan skillet. And then the, the waitress goes, it's just New Orleans. Yeah, but and that's Waldo what it says. I'm not the asshole here. Right. And it's like 18 years later right now, and I'm still like, hey, fuck her for making me feel bad about it. No, dude. Don't you ever let that go. You keep and it that wasn't in your even heart. good. You oh, treat every waitress with the, with the disrespect you should have treated her. That's what you do I've from never, now on. I haven't tipped a service industry worker in 18 years because of that one woman. There it is. Applebee's. That's what ruined That's it. That's why y'all don't get chips. The tip I write <laughs> on the thing is like floss every day on the menu or God loves you with a smiley face and then I give it back to him. And that's so tip. much better than money. Like, because that, you can take that advice and go. And live with it. And, <laughs> and carry live it with heart. it. Have clean teeth. That <laughs> is worth worth more than paying your bills for sure. You're doing a good thing. You're doing a good thing. I thought so. Oh man, I um uh. So I'm going to Wichita next week and uh, Wichita, Kansas. My uh, my dad used to go on business trips, and he either went to uh Montgomery, Birmingham, Alabama, or Wichita, Kansas. That was like the two places that his business meeting. That's where his mistresses lived. Oh, okay. I got it. That's where the other families were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you can go meet my half brother, probably. Yeah. Nice. I'll invite him to the show. Um, <laughs> he shows up. He's got the other part of his head shaved. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like the Road Warriors. Um, <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, I'm going there next week, and it's it's gonna it's gonna be colder there. But that they're actually used to it. I, I expected that place to be cold. But that one's the condo. So this is the condo is like two miles from the club or whatever. The condo in the Looney Bin in Wichita is literally in the back of the club. They usually oh, wow. sleep at the club. And the back that they converted into condos used to be like the office or whatever back mm-hmm. there. And uh, for whatever reason, it just like it doesn't have windows. There's no windows oh. in that back part. So yeah, dude, it's uh, it's my least favorite of all. I just go cry. I just go stand outside. I just will stand yeah, outside. <laughs> not locking me in. It's not no, happening. I, no, dude, there's nothing where you wake up and you're like, is it midnight? Is it seven p.m.? Is it four p.m.? Like, you have in no a coffin idea. Buried underground already. Is no. there a fire? I'm dead. If there's a fire, I am dead. There's oh. no getting out of here. Nah, it is nah. uh not safe. Um. Yeah, so I'm going to the Not Safe Comedy show next week, and uh, yeah, that'd be cool. I'm, I'm excited. We'll about pray that. for you for that too. Yeah, thank so you, buddy. You used to get cold when you lived down here. You were always not always cold, but like kind of cold. Mm-hmm. Like you always wore hoodies and stuff, even Louisiana weather. Have you adjusted, or I do mean, you just better, wear way more clothes? I'm uh, I'm adjusted better, but I'm still more cold than everybody here. Like when I go back to Louisiana, I'm not cold anymore. 
but right. I'm still not like used to 30 degree weather or whatever. Yeah. But like, yeah, it sucks too because uh, that warehouse that I work in, it, it you know, it doesn't have heat. It's a big it's ass warehouse. warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so it's you know, if it's 35 degrees outside, it's 25 degrees inside. Like it's fucking freezing in there. So I'm uh, I'm just bun. Yeah. I I'm a sweater, a hoodie over it, a jacket, gloves. Like I'm yeah, I I, uh, I am the most. And like some, you'll see dudes in there. Like some dudes in there will try to just get by with like a little thin jacket or whatever. And I'm like, "Are you my leader? Like, are you the king? Is that you're the alpha? I assume. <laughs> I, I assume I come to you. I apologize for looking you in the eye. I, I apologize for that. But <laughs> sir, please lead me. <laughs> what <do> I do? <laughs> please lead me." <laughs> i'm lost sir i'm lost uh it's uh, yeah but it also like it hasn't snowed uh hasn't snowed in seattle up until this week like the week i left it's snowing there and uh i like i, I like snow i just yeah. don't like whenever i have to do stuff like then it's <laughs> then it's scary then it's like scary you know what i'm saying yeah. but i like looking at it and i like you know I'll go, I'll go outside like a child and throw it up in the air you know what me I'm too saying? i mean it's uh it's cool but yeah i but yeah it's snowing really bad in seattle i actually kind of wish i was I was there to see it, but uh, one of the one of the first times I was in North Carolina and it snowed real heavy, like feet on the ground. I could jump off the roof of my apartment, like the it was one level. I could jump off the mm-hmm. roof of my apartment into the snow, like flat, and be fine. Whoa! Ever being a dude from Louisiana, I did that way too much for being twenty in my like twenty something. <laughs> I just kept doing it over, and I'm like, ah! <laughs> like raking it up, jumping off it like an asshole. Just jumping in the leaves. And we lived in one <laughs> of those. Uh, kid. <laughs> we lived in the apartments where like uh, it's all two stories and then you get down to the very last one and it's just one. And then and that's where we lived was like the one with nobody over me. So people are on their balcony, like right there looking at me jump off my roof like an asshole. <laughs> Yeah, if that would have happened today, there's definitely be a video uh, that went viral of like, look at my neighbor. <laughs> look at this idiot. <laughs> oh, man. I, social media is trying to pull me back in. Facebook's your wife made me. a post. Your wife made a post today uh, about going to the parade that I could have swore you ghostwritten. Like it was. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, it, it had a lot of Josh energy. It was a lot of. Uh, it was just about going to see the parades or whatever and she was like and she hashtagged it with all the like my family's the worst and whatever oh she asked me for my hashtags she did ask me for the hashtags but uh, i guess that there was uh yeah there was a little (laughs) bit of there was a little bit of you in that post i I was wondering if you cheated i was like did he tell me man uh, did not uh what is this are you looking it up yeah i'm looking it up right quick yeah because heading to floats in the oaks uh zojo mama i'm a little bit sleepy please ma- wake me up when we get to mardi oh, yeah. gras make sure sh- <laughs> make sure it's loud i don't want to miss anything and then she put a bunch of hearts and zojo mania huckamania it's stupid i hate it my family's just the worst yep. that's very that's a very much you type post uh, she asked me for the hashtags but zoe did say that uh on the ride and <laughs> henry started crying real loud on the car ride there and we thought she had taken something away from him and we were like, what is Henry crying for? What do you have that Henry wants? And she goes, oh, Henry just wants my booger. <laughs> and we turn around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is this what all the problem is? It's just this little booger? I... It was so funny, man. She, she, <laughs> that little kid says some of the funniest stuff. She told me the other day she was making a bowl of, she was mixing soap and water in a bowl and pretending it was soup and she was going to give it. She told me, I'm going to save this soup to give it to mama when she gets home. She's going to be so pissed off. And I was like, you know, pissed off means mad. And she goes, oh, 
Well, this is going to be a happy pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> I like that moment of having to Wait, that's not how you use that curse word, yeah, baby. Yeah. That is. And she goes, oh. <laughs> oh okay. <laughs> I better use that in the future now. Thank you, Father. <laughs> She's told us that we're the worst. We made her wear a jacket today, and she told us. She asked if she had to wear a jacket. We said, yeah, baby, it's 30 degrees outside. And then Michelle went to hand her a coat and she came to me and goes, do I have to wear a jacket? We're like four feet apart. And she thought she could turn us on each other. Almost worked. She's almost worked. She's cute. <laughs> she said, do I have to wear a jacket? I said, yeah, you heard your mom would tell you. And she stopped right there and she goes, ah, you two are the worst. <laughs> because I say that every day to the, both of them, to the kids. So. Maybe maybe it's rubbing off. Yeah, now. it's coming back on you, man. Yeah, she also you gotta stop. Dip shit. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah, yeah. You gotta stop talking so freely. You, you fat gonna... fuck. <laughs> She's gonna call you an ain't shit real soon. It's gonna hurt your feelings. <laughs> oh, it's gonna that'll that'll cut deep. That'll, hurt. <laughs> that'll be a new level. Yeah, hide that one from her. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, man, I just been uh, I just been sitting I just been sitting uh, in this condo, and then somebody will come pick me up, and I go dance for the people, and then they bring me back. And, Put you back uh, in your box. It's everything I ever wanted. It's I just wanted to be a show monkey my whole life. I just I'm so glad <laughs> I'm so glad to be back out doing shows. Uh, we're doing two shows tonight. I'm pretty sure it, I, I would imagine they'll be closer, like 50 people. It actually the the roads look a lot better, uh, so I'm thinking people will come out tonight. So. Uh, yeah, it's so because Russ is like biker guy. There was a bunch of biker dudes at the show <laughs> last night, which just makes everything real comfortable, you know. Uh, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, Russ had went into something about. Uh, he was like, "They're not gangs; they're clubs." And like, two tables just erupted with an applause, and I was like, "What is that?" And then, oh, uh, I watched eight seasons of Son of Anarchy. I can tell you all about it. It's a club. Don't mess with their cut, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll get you off, Mike. We'll, we'll, we'll crack this out. Don't worry about it. Yeah, dude. They all came up to. Uh, they all came up. To, I was at the merch table and uh, just making thousands of dollars. And uh, they uh, came up. <laughs> really, I just, I, I, uh, I'm very glad. People seem to like the shirt that I sell. Some college shirt. Uh, it's, it's allowed me to travel a lot more. Uh, because of taking that merch money in with uh, the dirt that the clubs will pay you uh, for the weekend. And, uh, but it's just the most, I just hate it. I just, it's the most humiliating that you just set up a table at the door so that everybody has to look at you when they walk out. And pe like people are so, they're just as uncomfortable as you are standing there. Like I, I always kind of make the joke whenever I pitch my stuff at the end of like, you make eye contact with me when you walk out. But some of them, they literally like, they like, Head straight down, like straight down. Probably what don't I want to do. look at you. Yeah. And you just stand in there. Um, Take my money. <laughs> please. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they, uh, yeah. So like these biker club uh, came up last night and was talking to Russ and it was just like, they're all just like uh, very, they're just very intense. And they were just talking about who runs different parts of Tulsa and stuff like that. And all these different clubs and Russ is like going back and forth about all the clubs he knows and, Russ is actually originally from Shreveport. Uh, so, oh, cool. uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so that was weird. So I, I didn't really take that. You know, the first night was 11 people, and it was just kind of random, but I didn't even take in the fact that, like, oh, the rest of this weekend, I might be performing just to a bunch of bikers. Like, that might really be what's happening. I went to, when I was in x-ray school, there was a guy that was, there was a guy that rode a motorcycle. <laughs> yeah. But he was, like, 50-something, and he would, 
talk about his motorcycle club and his whatever, and he wore a motorcycle vest. I don't know shit about real motorcycle gangs or anything, but they were asking like, what's it like to be in a, in like a motorcycle club? And this dude goes, you seen Sons of Anarchy? It's just like that. It's exactly like that. I'm like, dude, you're sitting in a community college x-ray class at 2.30 on a Friday afternoon. I don't think that you're living the Sons of Anarchy life. It's exactly right like that, dude. You fucking nerd. <laughs> when I when I leave from getting my education and bettering myself, dude, it's all outlaw shit the rest of the time, bro. <laughs> Thug life, bitches. <laughs> Get my diploma and platinum that shit, and then I'm gonna start murking. And then I murk. That's when. You gotta invest he- in your mentals first, and then you start murking. I hated that dude with all my heart and soul. Dude. I don't he like him. I'll tell you that. Fucking asshole. Based <laughs> off of this story, I'm not a fan. I never <laughs> shut the fuck up. No. Yeah. Anyway. Nah, yeah, that's a world Scott that I don't Owens. know anything about. I I, I, I I don't know any of the like extra features on my Honda Civic, so I can't imagine talking to somebody about bikes and the weight of it. CR and Russ were just having a good old motorcycle talk, and I was sitting over in the corner looking at memes. And just, (laughs) (laughs) just like, (laughs) do you guys see this one? It's Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah, (laughs) that's fucking funny. No, he's in a bunch of them. He's. uh, I've always wanted. I've always wanted to ride a motorcycle. Like I want to ride one, but I know I'll die. It'll be. Yeah. Maybe I'll live the first time. Probably not the second time. But I'm not. I don't know. I drive a pilot. I don't know anything about nothing. Don't. I look like it though. And I can act that. Oh yeah, yeah. That beast. That beast really growls, huh? Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, beast. I gotta use beast whenever I'm I, acting like, like I know would, what's going on the rest of the week. Feels like that will go. That hog. People say hog. Yeah, right? you can say hog. Yeah. That big old hog throbbing between your legs. No, don't. I tell don't you what. You think you're driving it, but really, it's taking you on an adventure. You know what I'm saying? Every time that gas can rattle on my nuts, I'd get such a hard on it. I wouldn't even be able to concentrate. Oh boy. <laughs> Just warm and throbbing. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know. You guys know about boners, right? Let's talk. Hey, you want, you want to talk about some hard dicks or what? Yo, let's talk about motorcycle boners. All right, people. <laughs> They're clubs, not gangs, right? All right. Yeah, <laughs> all right. <laughs> oh, shit. Jesus. I've been, uh... I've been filming my sets. I'm making a, I'm making a better... Well, that was my plan a year ago. Was to start filming when I bought this what camera. Happened? Was to to start <laughs> filming sets. And, yeah, what happened? Uh, yeah, and it's something I don't know. For some reason, I just hadn't been getting the work like I used to. You know, like I, I used to constantly. I told you to work clean. I told you to stop working. Hit me so up, blue. and I'm just so filthy. I'm just so filthy and dirty and bad and nasty. And Chase just, Pussy Magnet Myers, come on they out. Just, they just don't want the PM Myers. The pussy you know mongrel. <laughs> <laughs> they just want, Chase they the want, pussy mongrel Myers. They don't want PM Punk, okay? They just don't want. <laughs> <laughs> they don't want me to pollute pollute the brains. I know That's we're on fire this episode. <laughs> uh, uh, they just don't want me polluting the brains of their city. You know what I'm saying? They just that that Tulsa and other places. Have, uh, have, oh have they God. have a certain etiquette that they walk around with, and they just can't have me there. Uh, but yeah, I so I bought this nice ass camera that we filmed the the episode that we actually got to do face to face with that we filmed on that. That was a uh, nice camera. It's good. It's really good. It's very expensive, and I've used it four times. Uh, so just. <laughs> 
<laughs> just really getting my money's worth. Uh, so I filmed. Uh, I'm doing this thing where I'm kind. I'm kind of doing like kind of vlog type videos where I'm uh, taking a little part of my sets and kind of breaking it down right before and just trying to do like just little two three minute videos. And so I did one the first night. Video camera. I I just don't know things, bro. I just don't <laughs> know how. I just don't know how I've managed to make it 32 years. I just I've just been lucky my whole life. People just take care of me. Uh, they bring me chili when I'm stuck at the airports and stuff. And uh, and so <laughs> there's like a setting on there where you can make it where it's not all dark and dramatic and shit. And it's just like literally <laughs> one button. It's just one button. And I totally missed it. And so I, I did this whole set where it looks like I'm in the dark uh, <laughs> performing. I thought it was around a campfire or something. That's what it looked like. I mean, it was. Uh, I mean, it hid that there was only 11 people in the audience. Um, but... Uh, so last night I was like, okay, I learned the setting because I went home and did the little my my little uh, testimonial or whatever about uh, uh about the show, and so I was like, tonight I'm ready, and so I lined it all up perfect, and I forgot I forgot the fucking memory card for the computer, and so I was like, I mean for the camera, so I was like, god oh, damn it, damn and it. so I uh, I had my Zoom that we uh, that I use as a, a mixer for the show. And uh, it had a memory card in it. Yeah, like that one. It had a memory card in it. So I was like, oh, I'll just use this one. Put it in. It says like it's got like 32 minutes that it can record. I was like, perfect. Hell yeah. Uh, I, I press record. I walk up on stage. Well, I come back. It's dead. Yeah, <laughs> it's dead. Yeah. I, I click on it to see, well, how much did it get? And I guess because I was recording in 4K, it took up more memory on that smaller mm. memory card. Uh, so it didn't even get there. It literally got CR uh introducing me doing this whole he's got there's uh comment cards at this club which i hate i hate comment cards so much uh none of you should comment on what i do okay not one of you <laughs> not one of you understands what it takes to do this not one of you have ever tried to write a joke not one of not you, one of you ever tried to perform a joke matters. <laughs> okay there's no reason for you to be rating my performance okay uh and so <laughs> he's doing this whole little pitch where he's like, Hey, ladies and gentlemen, there's a uh, comment cards on your table. Uh, you know, it helps us, you know, if you enjoy us, just let us know you enjoy us. Uh, my name is CR Parsons. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, if you didn't enjoy the show, my name's Dane cook. And then everybody laughs. And uh, then he, uh, and then he goes, look, he doesn't need the work. I do. Okay. Ha ha. So that's his joke. And then ladies and gentlemen, Chase Myers, I'm like, ah, give it up for CR. The camera cuts out. So I got, I got a good CR bit. Uh, in there, good little Boom. his. Uh, so I'm proud. I didn't do it today. I've been a I've been a sleepy bastard all day. Uh, I, I had a beer last night, so my you know, all <laughs> <laughs> tuckered out. And uh, but all tonight, out. look at him. He's all tuckered he's out. All, he just <laughs> played himself right to sleep. Look at him. Uh, and so uh, yeah, I'm gonna. I'm totally prepared. I got got a memory card. It's for the camera. It's 64 gigs. I'm going to record both sets tonight. And I'm going to do, I'm going to go back. I'm going to still post the video with CR. I'm going to just make fun of myself uh, for not understanding cameras. And uh, <laughs> I guess be like, hey, look how funny CR is about comment cards. And then, uh, and then that'll be a video. But uh, eventually I'm going to put all those on the Buckets of Duckets uh, YouTube channel. I just, uh, I, the internet's very slow here. It takes forever. It's, dude, it's like a three minute video. It took me at least like three hours to upload <laughs> like a three minute Oklahoma, video. Oklahoma, get your shit together. They, you know they what I mean? Don't, like, it's an honor to have buckets and ducats even recording your shithole state. That's, that's right. I, I said it. I've been I've trying to it. tell them that. That was when I sent my avails. That's what I said. 
I was like, I'm available in February and you're fucking lucky. Okay, you're fucking lucky I am. <laughs> you know how many people have been trying to book me for the last year? Two. Okay? <laughs> and they're both in Coos Bay. Shut up. <laughs> oh, man. But no, I'm all fired up for comedy. I've been reading Jerry Seinfeld's book. Uh, which is just a ripoff, honestly. I I thought, <laughs> <laughs> I thought it's called a. Uh, We're called, dating it down, Steinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> it's called a. Uh, it's called is this anything? And uh, I thought it was gonna no, be like a book. It's it's nothing. It's not. It's, I thought it was gonna be a book about um, like just him talking about stand up. And I love listening to Jerry talk about stand up. I've uh, I've actually watched the reason why it's nothing to me is because I've watched every second of everything he's ever done. I know mm-hmm. I know all the old jokes. I've seen I've seen every like clip that you can find on YouTube that he doesn't even know is out there. Whatever, like I've seen <laughs> it all. I've watched all. I've watched the comedian documentary hundreds of times. I mean, when I first started comedy, that documentary was like the Bible to me. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I get the book, and the book is like the first three or four pages is like him talking about starting out in comedy, and it's like exactly what I thought. But then it starts breaking down into decades, and what it is is these are he's kept every joke he's ever written. He's he's wrote every joke he's ever had on like uh like yellow uh like uh pad paper or whatever and like legal, uh, pad. legal pad paper and uh he's kept every one of them. Uh, he's got like a room full of just every joke he's ever wrote. And so this book is here's all the jokes I wrote in the seventies, and it's just all of his jokes is just written out. And like I said, I've seen a lot of his stuff. So I'm like reading it and I go, I know this joke. What the fuck? Right. Like, I know this joke. I know this joke. I know this joke. Right. There was only, I read the the seventies chapter and it took, I mean, I was probably 30 pages in before I read something I hadn't heard <laughs> before. <laughs> and I was just going, you motherfucker, you motherfucker. Just, That's so funny. just repackaging shit I already know. Uh, and so, but, but I mean, it's still interesting to see. I, I thought that about Judd Apatow's book too. Uh, I forget what uh, what he called his, but he Judd Apatow has a story uh, where he was like this comedy nerd, like very early on, like as a fourteen year old, he wanted to be a com- comedian, yeah. right? And so whenever he was fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, or something, he convinced one of the local radio stations that he was like an intern at, or yeah. something. He- got some kind of job he convinced them to like hey let me interview all these great comedians that come through the comedy club and stuff and so he's got all these like amazing interview tapes of him at like 15 years old talking to jay leno and talking like in the like i'm talking like 82 83 84 he's talking to there's a seinfeld part there's like uh gary shandling there's all the gary shandling was a big thing he did he did a book off of it or something right well yeah so he there's also uh so gary shandling uh, well, here, let me let me say the thing about the book yeah. and I'll talk about it. So, uh, the, but the book is just the transcribed uh, interview. It's just all the interview. Uh, it's just, it's just, so here's the Leno, here's the whatever. And, uh, and which is, I mean, good on him. But I was like, I bet he didn't have a single thing to do with this book. I bet he gave some intern, hey, here's all my interviews. Transcribe it. Let me know when it's done. I'll make a bazillion dollars. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> yep. I mean, it's it was. I mean, it was a good book. It's hella interesting. But that's all it is. It's just transcribed old interviews that are in there. Uh, but so Gary Shanley. So Shanley was a big part of Judd Apatow's life because, uh, well, first off, they knew each other from just that little interview. Right. Uh, um, but he on the Larry Sanders show, Judd Apatow was a writer on that show, and gotcha. so. 
and right. Gary gave Judd, he let him direct an episode of that show, and it was the first thing Judd had ever directed. And uh, and Judd kind of went to like the school of Gary Shandling uh, of how to like like uh, how to like really like bring emotion out and all that. That's why all Judd's comedies are two and a half hours long, and there's like an yeah. hour that's like sad as fuck. It's because of like, yeah, that's how Gary Shandling like wrote. Like he was really like really into Gary Shandling. You might recognize as Senator Sanders from Iron Man Two. I think that's probably it's his his most most famous his most famous (laughs) role for sure for sure. Uh, It's a captivating three minutes of stage (laughs) of uh, screen time. It's funny that you say that about the Seinfeld books, though, because I have. Uh, the, like uh, when WCW closed down and was bought out, there is the death of WCW. There's a book called Nitro. There's How Wrestling, and I have I buy every fucking one of them. I will buy it in book form and read it. I'll buy an audio book because maybe it's different this version, mm-hmm. and I listen to them every time. And I still get upset when I'm going. This is the exact same fucking thing. Like, <laughs> They didn't say it was different. <laughs> Nobody well, said it was a different thing. <laughs> I guess I yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll spend hours reading it still. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, I'm still gonna listen and read to everything. Yeah, I'm not gonna not listen to it. <laughs> I'm be mad about it. Uh, but I'm Steve not gonna Martin, enjoy it. <laughs> Steve Martin wrote a book about his stand up. It's one of my favorite stand up books, and uh, I haven't. <sighs> I've had people uh, tell me you like the way you actually want to. Uh, hear that one is through the audiobook because Steve Martin reads it. Oh, and, that's awesome. And at certain points he's he's like literally, you know, in certain parts he's talking about his bits and he's like actually doing he's actually doing some of the bits in the book. And so like when you listen to the audiobook, you're actually hearing Steve Martin do one of his old bits, uh, which has that's to be crazy. cool. So uh did you ever you love Steve Martin. I love yeah. Steve Martin. Did you watch the Steve Martin and Martin short thing on Netflix? I didn't. Did you? Yeah. Yeah, it was rough. It's funny. Uh, you could tell they didn't write the jokes. Uh, mm-hmm. But there's a part at the end where they just, they literally do other people's bits. They're like, a friend of ours, Chris Rock says, and it'll show a picture of Chris Rock, and then they tell a Chris Rock joke. Or they'll show a picture of Mitch Hedberg, and, and it feels so weird are they for like, somebody. Are they like punching it up? Or is, is there like an angle to it or nope. anything? It's just, huh. Nope. You think there's huh. going to be, and then there isn't. But. I, oh, shit. I, I didn't know. know you could do that. There's a projector but, at Tulsa. Right? I'm going to fucking. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird to see Steve I'm going to read Seinfeld's book on stage tonight. <laughs> <laughs> but it's also, it's interesting uh, that. I don't know. It, that, it just thought that was kind of interesting and disappointing, maybe. <laughs> yeah. I don't no, know. I'll definitely look at it. It's a. Uh, the uh, the thing with uh, Steve Martin, I have the Steve Martin book. You gave it to me. I don't know if you remember that. You bought it for me and gave it to me oh, as yeah. a gift one time. Yeah, so uh, I actually want to read it. I've always been curious about why he walked away. And he yeah, never it's, came back. It's pretty good. So his thing, I actually, um, you know, there's like two. I would say there's like two of the, or at least there's two that come to my mind that are kind of in that same category, which is like Eddie Murphy and Steve Martin, who were like at the peak, peak, peak of stand up that you can and then they just stopped right right and i it seems like there's more of a like a people wanting eddie murphy to come back than martin and i really think it's just because eddie murphy was doing his act was more comparable to even what you see comedy now like it was still it's still but steve martin was so like i think he was very much he's a great stand-up 
but he's very much of his time because it's mm. it's props and it's uh songs and it's all this like kind of you know he's playing the banjo and shit like that like it's it's not a big arrow through his head yeah i remember you know, that arrow. stuff like it, it's not you know they, they, if he would have came back and started doing comedy in 2005, even then it'd been like, yeah, this is dated. Like this is not, gotcha. you know what I'm saying? So like, uh, in some ways I kind of think he played it very smart of like starting to see like, uh, Hey, I could, you know, I, I'm, I'm a funny actor. I'll just start acting. And, uh, I, I think, I mean, it, when you read the book, you'll see, it seems like a big thing to him was he didn't want to go from arenas to theaters, to clubs. It seemed like he just wanted to stay like once Can't it was. Him. Yeah. It, I mean, he, there's like a there's a part in the book where he mentions like once he started to see empty seats <laughs> in the arenas that he he started to like, oh, OK, like maybe this is. <laughs> That's funny. But, yeah. But no, it definitely seems like he just didn't want to he didn't want to do a version of Steve Martin that wasn't performing, uh, you know, at Superdome. I get it. Yeah. So that's why oh, I don't do the second up. that I perform at Madison Square Garden, that's my last show. That would be the last. <laughs> that would be the last you ever see of Chase Myers. The PM, the PM Punk is out. <laughs> PM Punk's out of here, baby. <laughs> oh fuck, that's good. Yeah, man. I got a brisket cooking in the crock pot. I should probably go check on. Uh, cool. I got. The, I uh, shitheads goodbye. Yeah, I got two shows. I need to take a shower. So uh, shitheads, thanks for coming out. Uh, Trying look, to word brisket. out me. I got a corned beef brisket. <laughs> your brisket huh? is very. I can't look. You can do two shows. I can't make a brisket, so you win. Okay, like clearly, there's yeah. You know, All right, uh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All, right. All right, so listen. My ego is satiated. Well done. <laughs> All right, shitheads. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Tell one of your dumbass friends. <laughs> we'll see y'all next week, buckets and buckets. Bye. <laughs>